Welcome to Blondie and the Brit, Writing, Publishing, and Beyond. You can find our show notes and more information about our podcast at blondieandbrit.com. That's B-L-O-N-D-I-E-A-N-D-B-R-I-T.com. I am Blondie, KJ Waters. And I'm Suzanne Kalman. I'm the Brit. And together we're Blondie and the Brit. Yay! Woohoo! I am the author of Stealing Time. And I'm the author of the Rejected Writers Book Club. Welcome to Blondie and the Brit. I'm very excited today to have Amy Van Sant here with us. She is the author of the Pineapple Port Cozy Misty series, the Angeli Urban Fantasy series, Slightly Romantic Comedy series, Magicatory Middle Grade Novel, and was the editor of one of the authors of Moms Are Nuts, a humor anthology. She's the former East Coast editor of Surfer Magazine. That is so cool. And the powerhouse. <laughs> I love water and surfing. In uh, the powerhouse behind the company Authors Cross Promotions, a marketing support for authors which features marketing and production support, mailing list building events, read and review programs, and something that we've mentioned on this program probably at least five times. So I'm so excited to have you here. But you're also an author and you have some really creative ideas around how to like do box set and things like that. So let's jump right into it. Tell us how you started writing and what attracted you to write on so many different genres. Uh, I guess I, I, I always I always wrote. Uh, in fact, I think when I was little, I wrote Winnie the Pooh for my parents. <laughs> so I didn't know a whole lot about uh, plagiarism at the time. So <laughs> I basically like rewrote the story in my head. And That's cute. <laughs> that, was, that was probably my first my first novel. Did really well. But then uh, I, I mostly did freelance, and uh, I, you know, everybody wanted to be a novel writer, of course. But it's not back then. There there wasn't any self publishing. So yeah. It was really hard to find an editor who would buy a book, so um, I ended up working for Surfer, and um, and then I started doing websites, and I kind of just put writing aside for the longest time, and then one day I just woke up and I was like, what am I doing? I'm supposed to be writing, so oh. I went back to it, and by then you could self-publish and everything, so I didn't have to go through all the hoops. I, I love your story because it's kind of like me, you know, I, I was like, I really am happy writing this book, but what do I do with it next? And then the market totally changed and it turned into this self-publishing world. And now we can, you know, do what we want and publish how we want to. So exactly. Very exciting. Um, how did you get involved in creating Authors Cross Promotions? And tell us a little bit about your services. Uh, basically, it's just as an author, I was frustrated because... I mean, other than BookBub and um, maybe a handful of others, you generally lose money on any of these things. Yeah. And and there just wasn't an, enough things that I, I didn't feel like were trying to rip me off. There's so many people. There's so many people trying to become authors that there's so many other people trying to rip them off. So um, I just wanted to start something that did all the things I wish I could tap into. <laughs> yes. And we're glad you did because we had the same thoughts. <laughs> But you did all the work. <laughs> it's pretty good. And how long ago was that, Amy, that you actually started? Um, it's probably over just a little over a year now. Really? You've yeah. only been going for a year? Oh, my gosh, you're so established. How did you get your list so big? Obviously, you've got lots of people out there that you write to. Did you start promoting yourself and then start AXP? Or what happened? What was the process? Um, I, I guess when I started... I just, you know, sent out a word to all the authors I could think of, of course, and then um, 
running the giveaways were the thing that you're using to, to um, make your list bigger. They Every time I do a giveaway, you know, all the authors send the people on their list to that list and, and I mean to that giveaway. And then when those readers sign up, they end up kind of part of the uh, of my site's family. So over time, you know, it builds. And then that means like the next time I have a giveaway, then there's even more people. So like the, the more people people send to me, and then the more people I can send back to them the next time they're in an event. Well, so we get got it in the ground floor. I don't know. Suzanne told yeah. me about it. And she was like, this really works. And I was like, okay, you know, I've heard so many things, but I'd always listen to Suzanne because she's always right. And... <laughs> I like this. Is, this is why I stay friends with Katie. No, I'm not right here in my own home, but right with Katie, I'm always right. She's always right. Um, but yeah, so like immediately, and this was, you must have been up a month or two, and as soon as I put, you know, what is it, like a $10 for just, you know, the author promo new book or, or whatever, my rankings went up immediately. So it's the one thing I've used that I know for sure works. And so, Yeah, of that's course, how I feel too. It's the yeah. one thing I know is going to work. In fact, I have three lined up for this month that I'm going to be joining just because I've got, I've got to do this, got to do that, I've got to book out. And I just automatically, you know, know that that's going to happen. I'd love you to break down, just because people that are listening don't know your services and how they work a little bit, just so that we can understand a little bit more about if, if they're interested in joining, how that works. Oh, uh, just go to authorsxp.com and uh, and you can join for free and that just kind of establishes account. But um, it, you can also, anything that you sign up for will also automatically give you an account. So there is uh, the mailing list builder, which is to help build your your newsletter. Um, actually, I'm going to go to my own site because yeah. I've, I've added so many things over the years. I yeah, and, they have, the and I'm just going to explain to the, the readers a little, uh, the listeners a little bit that what happens is is you you join with other authors that are in your genre. So, for example, I write humor. I join other humor writers and then together we all promote a, our giveaway. We all give, up, give away a book or a couple of books. I think it's three all together, isn't it, Amy, all together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, then, and then we all promote that together and all of our social media through our newsletters and what Amy does is then sends you or everybody that signs up has to obviously put their email in and then you get that list back to you to add to your own list and what's wonderful is one is people in your genre so you're the only people that are signing up are interested in your genre and it's also it's I just feel it's less you know salesy because they've yeah. asked to join and yeah. they're, they're already readers so they're already interested yeah which I think is is, is, a, is wonderful that's the great thing about the service you're not just getting someone off you know um, just someone randomly off Twitter. You're getting readers, and you get readers that want your genre. Yeah, that's actually another important thing that I, I, I think I did right is that um, I don't give away you know Kindle readers and two hundred dollar gift certificates and and all that because that just attracts people who are just trying to get money. I want people that want books. So right, yeah, that the gifts that I give away are are um, one book from every single person, every single author that's participating is is two of the grand prizes. And then there's uh, individual books for other people. Yes. And it's very effective. I mean, my, my mailing list, I started with 20 people and I was like, oh my gosh, how do you ever get people? Like I had 20 people for like a year. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard like, like as an individual author to pull people in. And now it just grows naturally because I, you know, I, I have something established now. It kind of helped me start my whole newsletter. So the first time I did a um, mailer list builder, I've got 2,200 people now on my list. And then the next one, I got 1,600 people. So, you know, it makes me want to just keep coming back and more and more and more because my list has grown. 
And now when I put a newsletter out, my rankings change. I mean, immediately I go up almost to top 100 every time I put something out from my newsletter if I'm promoting one of the books and then, you know, doing your other service. So, so let's, now that you've got your website out, let's hear your other services that you offer because I've used, I think, maybe half. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> Uh, well, the, the other one that's one of the newer ones that kind of works in the same way is the the newsletter swap club. So every time you have a book that you're that you're doing a promo for, you can add it to the swap club, and then all the other authors that are involved can use your book in their newsletters. Which I've like since I've started doing that myself for my own newsletters, I I have like thirty thousand people um, on my list, yeah. and when I send out a newsletter, it. I don't want them to leave me. So, you know, I don't want them to get bored and I don't want to push my own stuff every time. Yeah. So I started putting all other authors um, books in my newsletter and my retention has gone up and I'm getting like a 1500 click throughs, whereas I used to get like 500 because people oh. are going to get the, the books. So I'm helping other authors and they're helping me by giving me content. Yeah, that's great. I've looked at some of these other swap services and I just, I don't quite understand it. You just explained it really well. Now, you know, I guess the thing is just finding authors that you want to promote on there. So when you do this service, do you have them, like I could say, hey, here's my book. Do I have to take their books as well or can they just take mine? No, that's it. I didn't want to do anything that you know, it made it too hard for people. So first of all, when you sign up, you pick the genres that you want so that you're only notified about books from other authors that are in your genre. So because if you're, you know, a Christian writer, you don't want steamy romances yeah, in your yeah. newsletter. So <laughs> it could make it very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you don't want any of that, believe me. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> the, the, uh, the thing that you can, so once they get, uh, so once somebody posts something, that's the deal. Like, you just go every time you have a newsletter and you pick the books that you want to add to your newsletter. And oh, that's hopefully, great. Hopefully yeah, that's someday, good. you know, you'll be able to pay back people that have done yours, but you don't, it's not tit for tat. Good. Okay. See, because some of the groups I'm in, there's an Insta freebie and a book funnel and stuff, but some of the books, I'm like, I don't know the authors. I don't know if their books are any good. I don't really want to put things up, you know, that may have like a skeezy cover or something. You know what I mean? I'm just... Right. I want to make yeah, sure that the quality to, reflects what I'm writing. Yeah. So yeah, this way you can go and just kind of browse through and see what you want. Maybe you know the authors. Maybe you just you know like. Or go to Amazon writer. and look at their, their. I don't mind if they've got yeah. good. Not even totally my genre, but if they've got great reviews. Yes. I want to tell my readers about it. So. Exactly. That's yeah. a good point. Yep. So you can check that out, and then um, the one I just started is uh, I, I've been calling it the book fair because what it is is it's going to work with the mailing list builder because every time someone goes and enters the um, the giveaways for the mailing list builder, builder there, you know, obviously there's a thank you page afterwards. So now that thank you page goes to a page featuring um, books from that genre that are being promoted at that time by authors. So if you have a, um, you don't even have to be in the mailing list builder. It's just, I'm sending traffic to a page for a particular genre every week. So you can sign up if you know you're doing a promo for a humor book and uh, I, I'm having a humor week that week for the book fair and the mailing list. You can put your book on the humor page that everyone will be funneled to after they enter the, the giveaway. Yes. And That's I'm, great. I just I did mean, that. I just, I just read about that, but I wasn't sure what it was. So that was really good that you explained it. Yes. And I'm in yeah, it. Hopefully. I'm actually in the romantic suspense uh, list builder this week as we're talking, which I thought was kind of cool. 
and, and I'm next week in women's fiction. Yeah, see, see, you got <laughs> yeah, us. We love her. <laughs> we totally love Amy and her services. Um, but I'm also on the the book fair. I didn't do it for this week because I didn't get my. Um, well, I might still do it, but I I haven't gotten my freebie through Amazon yet. So I, it takes a few days to get all that set up. But I am in. Um, Shattering Time is coming up on a literary one, and I'm in the book fair. So I have tried it out. I, we'll see how it goes. I'm excited because I think it's a brilliant way to just further the brand of the people that are loyal customers. There, I have another way to put their books up there. So and it's inexpensive. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the pricing on these things? It's so much better than a lot of the sites I've seen that don't give me much in terms well, of return. And your car- yeah, I, I know how poor we all are. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's one of us. She knows. <laughs> so I try and keep it down. Um, it's it's the the newsletter swap is five dollars every time you do that. Which I mean that I'm leaving it for five dollars for now and for the foreseeable future. But I mean literally, even if I just shared your book on my thirty thousand yeah. <laughs> member list, I mean chances are you're going to make a lot more than five dollars. Yeah. Right. Promo there. So that one's a particularly good one. And then most other things are, are 10 bucks or the, the reading reviews like 20 or 30 if you want me to, for the elite version of the reading review, which just means I'll go and hunt people down if they don't get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> with, with their review. Right. And that's, um, that's for then, people who want to okay. get more reviews on their book. So I did that this, this summer with my, when I released, um, Shattering Time and it was great. I had probably, 10 or 15 people that got back to me right away and they read the book quickly and they put it up. It wasn't just, you know, sometimes your arc teams are a little slow or whatever. This yeah, is a, no, a, a way to... a little bit like hurting cats sometimes, but... Yes. Got some pretty good people. <laughs> yes. The series spotlight is just like that. Well, the daily deal is um, something that happens every day. So that's just like book bub, only not as enormous, of course, but um, where you just... Ha- if you have a deal, you can submit it to the calendar and then it'll go out in the newsletter every morning. And then I have sort of like a enhanced version of that called the series spotlight, which is basically a newsletter that goes out just like a book bub would, but it's all about you and your series. So there's a little intro and that's done really well for people. So that's like maybe something you'd only do maybe once a year with me, but um, I'm actually planning on doing that soon too, because I I noticed that it's coming. I do read it. It's great. It's uh, the fact that you just can focus on that one author too is wonderful. And you Mm -hmm. see people are finding it successful, Amy. Yeah. I've been getting great feedback on that. Right. you know, people selling like 80 books or 100 books. So, I mean, that's great. Yeah, I did it. I, I don't have the numbers of, I have to go back and look at how I did, but I, I did it and it was exciting. I was like, yay, it came up and there I am in all my books, you know. I think it'll be better when I have a full series. Right now I have two books in the series. So, uh, but anyway, it was yeah, kind it of. Yeah, it obviously would work really well for people with a lot of books in the yes. series. Yes. And some people I see, they're, you know, like their 10 books are up. I'm like, oh, if I could only get to that point. <laughs> It's great. There's all that, and then there's like little things. Um, just at, at basically anytime I think of something someone might need, I'll create a little program for it. So like I have beta readers for people that like to have you know multiple people read their books and get them feedback, and um, you can do polls and survey uh, readers about anything that you wanted to survey them about. Um, so basically anything you can think of, <laughs> pretty much. That's great. No, it's great. It's very, and I can't believe it's only been a year because it's so successful. You know, normally when you're building something, it takes so much longer. Yeah, well, luckily, I mean, with my web background, it was a little bit easier for me than it might have been for some people. Right. Yes, and I have to compliment you on your website, too. There's a couple other companies that 
that you've recommended and other people have recommended that I use and their websites, I get to halfway through and I'm like 45 minutes of trying to find the one link I need to put on there. Yours is very intuitive. It's very simple to get through and I can put up a promo in like five minutes once I'm on your site, you know, it's so easy. So thank you. Thank you for making it intuitive and easy to navigate. Oh, well, it's good to hear. I, I'm constantly tweaking it, trying to make it easier. So yeah. Well, you've done um, we've both had great success with your promotions as we've been talking about. How is it worked for your own books? Oh, um, really well, actually. Okay. <laughs> um, it's it, They're just constantly selling now, whereas before it was sort of like, you know, you do a promotion and then it's a wasteland and then you do a promotion and then it's a wasteland. <laughs> so now, whereas, you know, it used to be like one or two books a day, now it's more like 10 to 20. Good. That's great. Yes. Yeah, yeah. See, the additional advantage of having your own service is <laughs> you get to use it all for your own purposes. So that's great. And the fact that you have 30,000 people on your email list, how often do you mail out uh, newsletters? Oh, once a week. Once a week. See? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And it's usually, I, I try and do like something kind of jokey in the beginning and then, um, and then, uh, usually something that maybe that has something to do with me. Like I, every time I have a new book coming out, I'll do a, uh, you know, name a character or name a bar or, you know, name oh. something that's in the book and just gets people involved. And then, and then a lot of, uh, other authors giveaways, of course. Oh, that's great. I love it. So, um, what is the number one thing that now you've got all these services, if it's a new author and they're listening to this and they're going, wow, this sounds incredible. I only have so much budget. What is the number one thing that you think somebody should do as an author coming in to your site or just as they start promoting? You know, you, you get this book out, you want to promote it. What's the number one thing, Amy, that you would say is that they should start with? I'd say the mailing list builder only because that is like you can always do a daily deal or a series spotlight and, and get some sales, but it's kind of a one shot deal. It, the mailing list gives you the power to continue to market your book. So, and I, I was good, I would agree with that too. So yeah, because then you've got your own you've got your own people. You know, once the, the promotion's over, you still have people that you can sell to for years to come. You know, particularly if they like your work, otherwise you won't be selling to them years to come. <laughs> okay, so um, right now you've got this Christmas box set. We want to talk a little bit about that because we want you to give it you a chance to promote that. I'm I was just you know. I've seen these box sets and I kind of go, well, how do they, who organizes that? Who puts all that together and who puts the graphic together? It just seems an awful lot of work. Could you talk us through the process? If somebody's out there, they have a great book and they think, oh, my book would be great with this person. How do they go about organizing something like that? And I believe it's called the the Christmas Slays or the, I didn't write it down. 12 Slays of Christmas. 12 Slays of Christmas. That was it, 12 Slays of Christmas. (laughs) I knew it was something witty and clever. I just forgot it for a moment so. yeah uh, so talk us through that it's uh i i personally didn't do this one i'm just in it um that abby vandiver set this one up basically everybody kind of works together and you find people that have different strengths you know as you introduce each other and, and usually someone will say okay i'm going to start a box set and then um they'll probably already have a friend author who they wanted to have in it and then they'll like look for other authors. And, you know, when they ask me, then I obviously know a lot of authors from my website. So I could, you know, kind of recommend people that I know would probably be a good fit. And next thing you know, you have 12 authors and then different people can are good at Facebook marketing. So they'll say, OK, I'll, I'll be in charge of doing the ads for Facebook and other people will be good at graphics and 
kind of just put it all together. And so they're very cheap. You don't sell them very much. How do you guys make money? Or do you see this as more like a sort of a magnet to bring people to your work? Is that sort of the plan? Yeah, I think people that do these all the time, um, that's the idea is to introduce their work to people who might not have seen it otherwise. Um, and then our our big push is to get on the USA Today list. Oh, so then we can right. all call ourselves USA Today best selling authors. Yeah, we're all trying to do that. <laughs> that's smart that? though. What a brilliant <laughs> and strategy. And if, we, if we sell enough of them, then you, know, you might get lucky and the New York Times might decide to throw you on their list too. And then you get to say that as well. So um that, I mean, that's a, a big reason why a lot of people get involved in these. It's really not about the money because the money all goes right into the marketing. So we, we've sold some, you know, over 10,000 books now, but <sighs> all that money pretty much gets folded right back into the marketing. marketing. Yeah. And somebody takes care of all of that one person sort of funneling all that. I mean, that sort of sounds like a lot of work to me. Yeah, no, it's definitely a lot of work. <laughs> I, I, Abby's been doing a ton of stuff. And then if we do have any money left over at the end of everything, um, it, it, and hopefully we will because we're going to donate to um, to a dog shelter, okay. anything that was left. So nobody's planning on making any money. But, I mean, it's a great way. If you can get in front of all the readers that enjoy, like, say, I know Kim Harris is in that. If, we, if people that read hers then can be introduced to all the other authors, that's a huge value. And if you make it to one of the bestseller lists, that is invaluable. The rest of your career, you can put that bestselling author in your time. Yeah, exactly. So that's uh, brilliant. I actually had someone approach me about being in theirs um, for romantic suspense, and I, I just didn't understand it enough. I'm like, I don't get it. And the deadline passed by the time I like, figured it out. So I feel kind of stupid. But also, like, so did you write something original for this, or did you pull something from one of your other books? I did. That that was what made this one particularly attractive to me. I, I've been asked to be in ones where you have to do a whole novel. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I don't and, have time. you know, every time I get a novel done, I'm excited to release it as yeah. a novel that I wrote. I, exactly. I don't want it to, to, to go into a box set that maybe I can't, you know, use it for six months or make my head explode. So yeah. um, this one, all the, all the stories are around 10,000 words or so, maybe a little more. So I, I figured I could I could sit down and bang that out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, 10,000 so, words, I could do that. That sounds good. Suzanne does that in an afternoon yeah. with Temmie. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we, so, okay, so we, we've started using um, transcription service. And so I've just introduced, we should talk about it a little we bit should. while we're here. Just, just as a segue. Temmie, which is like, it's voice activated, it's free app right now that you that you speak it's kind of like dragon but it's online and it sends you back the words and of course kj's just started nanorimo she has a very tight schedule with her kids and everything and so i like you need to tell me you need to go in and just get 1800 words knocked out so did. she did right KJ? okay and so yeah. here's what happened the first day of nanorimo i had non-stop something every little piece of my life there was pta something there was kids something there was another kid something and then there was uh you know Book stuff, all this stuff happened. So I like, by the end of the day, I was like, I didn't do anything. So I was like, I'm going to do, I'm going to pretend I'm Suzanne for 20 minutes. And I talk, it's on your phone. It's an app on your phone, T-E-M-I. And I downloaded it and I spent 12 minutes, literally 12 minutes. And then I got the transcription back within about half an hour. And from your phone, you record it. And then when you're done, you send it off to, and it responds to a certain email. And about half hour, I had 1,800 words back. Now, they were crappy words because I don't know how to. <laughs> <laughs> T- 
talk a story yet, but Suzanne says, and I think this makes a lot of sense, there's a little bit of a learning curve of how to transfer from you're used to typing and looking at it. You're using a different part of your brain to come up with it and then say it. So as you're talking, you can pause, think of the right word, and so anyway. So, but the point is, for NaNoWriMo, you're trying to get the story out, and I have, then I at the end of yesterday, I went back and I spent 18 minutes. I just, like, it took about... 10 minutes to, uh, well, no, about 6 minutes to upload from my phone to the internet because it was 18 minutes long. Within 10 minutes, it was in my inbox. And I haven't had a chance to look at it, but I'm sure I probably got another 3,000 words down. That was a lot of talking. So for, you know, let's see, 32 minutes or whatever, I ended up getting, you know, a ridiculous amount of, of word count. So now I'm thinking, NaNoWriMo, I can handle this. If I can do this... <laughs> Twice a day. I'm just going to talk my way through that arrival. Yes. Yes. Well, and, and if I can get better at, like, coming up with, a be- you know, like, better writing, that's the thing. I read it and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So and bad, it doesn't but... always hear what you're saying. You have ele- elephants flying in the grounds and all sorts of weird. Because he doesn't always read exactly. <laughs> particularly in my accent, he doesn't always yeah. get it. So, <laughs> that's true. You're like, Timmy is definitely American. It's like, what are you, what are you, you can't understand me. So, yeah. anyway. So, but yes, but that's so... 10,000 words, KJ, we could do that. I know. We could do a box set with that. And we, then we could do that in two weeks. We could. Yeah, and it helps if you have, like, a good theme that everybody likes. Like, you know, ah. like you do cozy stuff. Everybody loves dogs. So you can do, like, yeah. a whole dog box set or, you know. Which I'm so sure you would love because it's very obvious that you love dogs. Yeah. You're giving away money to dogs. You've got a picture of your dog on your Skype picture. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that would be fun. That'd be yeah. a fun way to support your favorite charity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So the box that, you know, I, I feel like there's so much potential with that because you could do, if you're romantic suspense, you could also combine it in with your, you know, put that on your newsletter for people that like romantic suspense. Now you have romantic suspense box set with all these other authors. It's a great way to introduce your friends to these authors that you're connected with. So there's, there's so much potential for that. I love that idea. Yeah, and I figure eventually if I end up being in more of these that are more short story oriented, then that'll force me to write a bunch of short stories I wouldn't have otherwise, and then someday I'll bundle them all up into my own little collection. Yeah, yeah you go, girl. Multi-use. I love it. So, so, tell us, um, so tell us, Amy, what is next for AXP and what is next for you as an author? Tell us a little bit about what's coming up in the future for you. Um, right now I'm writing I, – I wrote slightly – Stalky, which is the story of how my husband and I met. How do you know that? It's a strange it's a strange sounds we can hear filtering through. It's <laughs> banging on the inside of the cupboard. <laughs> it was one of the first books I wrote and, and I, I didn't never went and wrote the second book, so I finally got around to that. So I'm working on Slightly Sweaty now, which is the second book. <laughs> the sweaty in the That's, cupboard. Oh, God. I don't even want to go there, what oh. that means. Yeah. I love the titles of your books though. They're just so fun and creative. You can tell that you know, it conveys so much about the story that you're gonna be clever and funny and um slightly sweaty, like, like the things that come up. That is hilarious. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about the premise? Um, well, Slightly Sweaty is the, the new newly formed couple because she finally stalked him into submission at the end of the first book. Um, <laughs> Spoiler they, alert. They, 
just before they even have time to really hook up, they get swept into being in a uh, reality TV show uh, that they have to go and participate in. So that's why they're sweaty. <laughs> oh, I love that. Is it like Big Brother or Survivor? I'm fans of both. It's 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 a it's a combination of all those things. Oh, cool! Now I have to read this. It's got all the things I love: sweaty guys <laughs> and <laughs> reality TV. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. And now, when is that coming out? Is that soon? Um, or? I'm hoping I'll be done it by the end of this month, so probably <gasps> shortly after that. And then I'll probably write another um, Pineapple Port book, because that's my biggest um, series. So that'll be Pineapple Port 6, although I don't know what it's about yet. And then I'll probably do the third book uh, in the Kilty Kilty is Charged. Um, Kilty Romantic is... Highlander. Oh, that's no, that's suspense. hilarious. <laughs> Kilty is Charged. Oh, gosh, these are you, you, you and Kim, how does she get together with the great titles? Yeah, Kim is in that <laughs> box. So, yeah. Hilarious. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Kim Harris. Um, So how long does it take you to write a book? I'm like, I'm just, like, at the end of the month, I'm finishing my book. Like, to me, that is the biggest moment of my life because it took me a whole year to get to that point. Two and a half months. Two and a half months. And and you run AXP. How on earth are you so, so productive? <laughs> and I still have my web business. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. No wonder her husband's tied up in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you just get in there and see, keep typing, honey. Oh, that's incredible. Now, does your husband help? Does he help in the business or is that he's got his own job? Yeah, no, no, he works with me. So um, he helps with uh, the AXP stuff. And we also, we have a um, an embroidery shop. That, uh, of course you do. <laughs> of course. Why not throw that into the mix? Well, yeah, it's, it's dog-oriented. It's doodlesport.com. That's awesome. <laughs> so, he, so he does the embroidery for that as well. And then... Um, he embroiders? You have a husband that embroiders? Yeah. Wow, that's kind of cool. Well, it's machines. They need their pants hemmed and stuff like that, but it's not like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's the machines that run and they do the t-shirts and things Mm -hmm. like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an enormous noisy machine. Good for for writing next to, right? (laughs) And what about the AXP? What have you got coming up for that? Anything new that we that we're excited Um, about? Well, that that. uh, Forget which one was the last one. The the, the new swap and the yeah. um, oh and that and the book fair came most recently. So I don't know if I if I can think of anything new. Every time I think there can't possibly be anything else that would help anyone, someone will say, "Oh, I wish that you did blank," and I go, "Oh, I could do that." So then I wow, I love the innovation. You're so creative and have. It's exciting to see someone like you because it's like the world is open to anything. You have the skills and the creativity and like, you're not afraid to start and just try something new. It's really exciting to just watch you in action. <laughs> it's kind of infuriating being me sometimes because I don't <laughs> focus. <laughs> I, I have the same problem. I have the same problem. <laughs> I don't know how you can't without, you must do something because you write books and you run this company and you embroider and you love your dog. You've got all these things going on. So, <laughs> So tell us a little bit about your dog as a side, yes. like, cause you do talk a lot about him. Tell us about Gordon. Oh, he's he's just, he's our son, so. Oh, <laughs> and where did, did you, is he a rescue, or did you, did you get him from a puppy, or? Yeah, we got him when he when he was really young, actually, from a, a horrible, horrible place that oh. the police came and, and raided. Oh. Um, but he's safe. <laughs> good. Oh, good. And you, you obviously live near the beach, so you can walk him. That's nice. 
I, I, actually, that... I don't live near the beach. At the moment, ah, that I was in your, I I was in your bio, so I thought maybe that you were by, close to a beach. So, no, this is my favorite thing to do. <laughs> but, I agree. But, but we're not quite there yet, so eventually okay, cool. we're going to move. Keep working XP and all those books. You'll be there soon. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Suzanne, do you want to do the lightning round, or do you want me to do it? Yeah, I can do the lightning round if mm-hmm. you like. So right at the end, now, what we do is we, we're just going to ask you, I think I've got ten questions. They're just very simple questions. What Do you like coffee or do you like tea? Just stuff like that, just so that people get to know a little bit more about you rather than okay. – um, so don't feel like you've got to think too much about it. There's no real wrong answer. You don't have to bring us up next week and go, actually, my blue's really the color that I prefer. You know, it's, like, <laughs> this is, it's, not, it's not really a big deal. You know, there's no quiz. I'm not being great. No, you're not okay. being great. Okay. There's no GPA involved. So um, we could just, we're just going to ask you them and just answer them whatever comes to you. It's always fun to learn new things about authors. So. So first of all, here we go. So first of all, what is your favourite band or artist? Oh, geez. No, I don't know. I don't know them. <laughs> <laughs> you could pick just, you know, just some... I don't know. I honestly don't have one. I go through phases. Like right now I'm listening to nothing but, um, what do they call it, yacht rock. So it's all like 70s kind of stuff. Yacht rock. And, and cool. it, it goes all, and I, you know, I like Beastie Boys and I like all that kind of stuff. It's it's all over the place. So I don't really have one. I've never heard of yacht rock. How do you spell that? <laughs> it's it's like a genre of music now. It's like a whole bunch of stuff from the seventies, and I, they they call it yacht rock because it's the kind of music you would hear in the background if you were on a yacht. If you were wow, a yacht. I, I spent a lot of time on a yacht. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's so cool. I but I, is that on Pandora? Do you just look at Pandora or something? Or yeah, I think if I think if I. I think Pandora has a yacht rock. They, I know, I know, Sirius has a. Uh, they call it the bridge. Oh, better, better, better market. What channel? Yeah. What channel is that? So I can go find yacht rock. Yacht rock sounds fun. I like the seventies. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you like um, East Coast or West Coast? East Coast. Uh, is a reason particularly? Uh, that's where I grew up. Ah, cool. Yeah. Lovely. She did the Surf <laughs> magazine from the East Coast. Of course, she's going to pick that. Yeah. yeah. I was East Coast <laughs> uh, What is your favorite writing spot? Outside, if I can get outside or in a room where I can open all the windows. Cool. Are you a pantser or a plotter? A pantser? You never heard that? No. Heard that? Okay. <laughs> I do wear pants more than I wear shoes. <laughs> 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 I love that you just know what this means. So a pantser is somebody who just gets on the right on the keyboard and just writes. A oh. plotter is someone who plots the story out. We call them pantsers or plotters. So. Oh, I'm a major pantser. Then. I knew that. <laughs> oh, you are? I knew that. You could see she turns on the dime on her, her, on her project. So, yeah. She puts a yacht rock on and off she goes. <laughs> yeah. No, I just write. I actually, I can hear them talking in my head. So I just, all I'm doing is really um, writing down everything I hear them conversing about and then mm-hmm. occasionally something they'll say I'll go oh they should probably go in this direction so I know mm-hmm. I have people talk in my head it's a, there's a really thin line between being <laughs> mentally ill and actually being a right writer <laughs> it's so true. at some point that may just slip over there but yeah I totally understand what you said I have people follow, I have characters follow me around talking to me to write stuff so I get it that's good and so do you ever get that problem because I, I, I'm actually more of a plot I've got, I've got I'm a planter now I kind of go between the two but do you ever get that point when you get to like halfway through the book or three quarters of the book and you're just not sure how to Make make your way through that as a as a as a panther. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely, like, uh, basically the way I write is, is sort of in scenes. So I'll go, I really need a scene where she's angry, or I really need a scene where they, you know, fall in love. Or So I'll, I'll write things in scenes, and then I'll find a way to stitch them together. But every once in a while, I just won't know where it's going. And usually, it just I just have to take a couple days and think about it as I'm falling asleep, and think about it in the shower, and something will hit me eventually. Perfect. Yeah, it's kind of like, I write in scenes too. That's funny. You obviously write the same way. If you could be transported back in time, where would you go? Uh, not not very far because the reason I started writing the Kilty series was because it drove me crazy that the people in Outlander were so dirty, having sex all the time, never bathing, and it just made me bonkers. <laughs> she needs a modern. I've never heard of that. That's before. hilarious. I couldn't stand it, so I thought, well, I, I'm going to bring a Highlander here. So that's why that, oh. that series is about a Highlander being transported to modern day. And Ooh. when he gets here, he's obsessed with showering because he's never really <laughs> got to, to do it before. That's awesome. Ooh, I have <laughs> to read that, that one, good? too. Well, you know, you're you a big Highlander fan, right? Right, KJ? Oh, yeah, Outlander and Scottish everything. Yes, please. See, now, don't you think she would just have a urinary tract infection 24-7? <laughs> I think she would! <laughs> Oh my I god! I never thought about it. I did. I, mean, I love that the rest of us. The rest of us are waiting for that guy to take his t-shirt off, and you're like, "They're so dirty." He's so smelly. No, I thought the same thing. Off, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. That's okay, awesome. I'm, I'm having trouble seeing because I'm laughing so much. Um, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Uh, I like Jean Grey's powers from from uh, Marvel. So she's telekinetic and telepathic. So when, when you've got those two things, what else do you need? You're good. Exactly. What or who inspires you? Oh. And it's, one those, it's one of those deep questions. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't think I have an answer for that one either. Sweaty, it's just, sweaty Highlanders. But <laughs> it just, uh, it, it, it varies from moment to moment depending on what I need inspiration. So everything for, inspires you. You, you. You're obviously a, you, you set the world in around you and get inspired by the sounds of it. Yeah, I don't get obsessed with, you know, um, like one particular person, you know, meaning a whole lot because they, you know, they all have intricate personalities themselves that right. you know, are good and bad and whatnot. So, right. you know, it's just, it's more like things here and there, you know. Yeah, totally. What book do you wish you'd written? Oh, um, probably Cat's Cradle by Kurt Vonnegut. Oh. Did somebody else mention that, KJ? It's a while back. Maybe. That just rings a bell to me. Yeah, maybe. I don't think I've read that, but it, I definitely haven't read it. But it's like, I've heard somebody else say that. And what did you like about that book? Uh, I just thought it was brilliant. I, I, I've always liked Vonnegut because he's he's funny and, and also, like, it's all thoughtful at the same time. So I could probably that or, or The Great Gatsby is probably the most perfect mm -hmm. little book ever written. Mm -hmm. So that wouldn't be a bad one to write either. You know, I haven't read that for a long time. I need to go back and read the the great. I like to do the classics, so I must do that at some point. Oh, and the picture of Dorian Gray. Oh, oh see, yeah. I've got that one on my Kindle. I need to read that one Good too. Classics. So, okay, thank you for reminding me. What is your <laughs> What is your favorite uh, author or writing moment so far? See, that varies too. I'm terrible at this lightning round. Everything's like yeah. in the <laughs> Well, I just mean that, like, sometimes it's people when they first their book first comes out, or if they win an award, there's a moment because you know as writers oh. we're just kind of underground writing and it's crazy and you don't feel like you come above, and then suddenly something wonderful happens. Do you have a moment like that where it was really precious to you? Yeah, probably every time someone sends me an email and says, "Oh my God, that was so funny," yet I, I kept my husband up because I was laughing and, and you know and stuff like that. That that's they're my best moments. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I get those emails too because I write humour and it's really, you need those, don't you? Because definitely when you write humour, you know, by the 15th draft, it's not funny to you anymore. You're like, this is not funny. Yeah, and so thing, not funny. <laughs> the thing you have to remember is like, it's so easy. Like, you, like I got a bad review on Slightly Stalky before and it was because the they met in a bar and this lady didn't like drinking. She thought it yeah. was, you know, the, from the devil or something. So she gave me this terrible review and then I felt bad. I felt like I'd let her down somehow. Mm-hmm. And all I did was write about people being people. So, you know, you have to kind of get, you tend to concentrate on the bad things. So it's nice when you get the good ones and you actually go, okay, I'm going to accept that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, good. Yeah, yes, more please. Exactly. So, no, I, 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 don't even, I don't even read now. I Always when I get a book out, I will read a couple of one stars to start with just to make sure there's nothing that I've missed. And then I only ever focus on my four and five stars because they're my audience. Right. There are always going to be people that are going to read it that are not going to get it, particularly humor. People don't always get humor. Yeah, so four, yeah, it's tough because everyone has a different idea of what's funny. Right. So four and five, I always look, what are they saying is working? What's not working? And those are the people I focus on. I think we all should be doing that as writers because we're writing to our audience, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What thing do you wish you'd been told about being a writer? What one thing I think that is actually? That you'll never make any money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my God, that's hysterical. You're not making loads of money with your 30,000 people on your newsletter? (laughs) I'm not going to quit my day job anymore. (laughs) You have another day job? Oh, my gosh, crazy. (laughs) No, no, no. Just the ones we talked about. Just the the five she's got going on right now. Well, I think that's, yeah, I, I agree. And you have that, have you read Big Magic? No. Oh, I just read, I'm reading it again. It's a book by Elizabeth Gilbert, and she talks about the process. I, I hate reading books about writing the process, but she really talks about the way that, what's behind us and the craft of writing in a different way. She's not talking about how to put words on a page. She talks about how it affects us and who we are, mm. and it's really a good book. And it, she talks a lot about, you know, that, that it's not that part of our, our as a craft. It doesn't. It's not there to provide an income, even though we'd love wish it did. Yeah. That you know, that really, it's it's such a gift we've been given as artists to be able to put something out in the world. Which is, I kind of agree. I wish it would pay more, but it, her, her 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 way of looking at it is very inspirational. It's very cool. And she yeah, wrote, I totally you know, agree. if you're if you're in it for the money, then you're in the wrong. You business. may as well forget it exactly because yeah. What about you, Cage? What about me? Yeah, I would like to read that book. <laughs> and I think that's good advice, though, for a new writer, because if you have that expectation, you will be disappointed, yeah. especially at first, because it takes a long time to build your audience. And then once you get five or six books and things start going, I am not there yet. So I'm on book three with a short story. So um, I think that it's really excellent advice to keep your expectations low, because then some people get crushed by that, and then they quit. Mm-hmm. When you haven't even really gotten right. to the part where that can start happening, you have have to be persistent. Yeah. Yeah, do it for the love of it. Yeah. Do it for the love. That's true. And yeah. that's exactly what I totally agree with that. So, yeah, I would recommend, I've recommended this to you already, KJ, Robert. Big Magic yeah, is a did. great book. Yeah, and it's been good for me. I'm right in the middle of a World War II right now, which is so the opposite of what I normally write. Some days it's hard to go into World War II. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I really don't want to be there. I think <laughs> I find that. So, it's, I've been listening to a book to try and inspire me to keep going to finish it because it can be there's you have those moments in any project when we're writing where we just we don't lose hope but it just feels like a long way to the end you know well good this has been an amazing interview amy thank you so much for your time i love all the advice and inspiration you've given us on this podcast 
And we are your number one fans. You yes. need to know that. We yeah. talk about you all the all time, literally. The time. <laughs> I'll just call you guys anyway. <laughs> 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 no, but you won't believe because because our newsletters we've got like got six thousand people. She's got three thousand people. Yeah. Like, wow, we love Amy. She's so cool. Yeah. And then you come up with all these great events. So I, I'm not sure how busy you are with that, but I think both of us wanted to interview just to say a big thank you yes. for the service that you're putting out there. Thank you for supporting authors. Thank you for the you know things aren't too expensive. Thank you that what you're doing it really yes. is helping us and helping other people. That's wonderful. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us on Blondie and the Brit. Please stay tuned. We have a lot of authors coming up this year that are on the bestseller list. Thank you. You can find our show notes and more information about our podcast at blondieandbrit.com. That's B-L-O-N-D-I-E-A-N-D-B-R-I-T.com.